as we approach Yom Kippur, an interesting Shiloh that comes up is whether or not you are allowed to use mouthwash on Yom Kippur, or recently, whether or not you're allowed to use Listerine strips. Let's explore the issues that this Shiloh is dependent on and see where it takes us. Let's start with the Gemara and Brachas on Yedal Medalf. Hashari Batainas, if someone accepted on himself a personal fast day, Mahu Shayitim, is he allowed to taste the food to see if it's spiced well enough, if it has enough salt? Achilu Shasiya Kiblale, do we say that he only accepted on himself a prohibition of eating and drinking? Vahaleka, and tasting is not considered eating and drinking because he didn't swallow anything. Idilma Hana Kiblale, Vahaika, he accepted on himself a prohibition of enjoying food, and he's still enjoying the taste of the food. Amrlay, Tayyame Makachlum, he's allowed to taste it and you don't have to worry about it. There's no problem. Tanyanamiha, the Gemara also brings a raya from a brisa. Matemes, Someone who only tastes does not need to make a bracha before he eats because he's only tasting. And someone who's fasting, he's allowed to taste, and there's no problem with it. And this is brought in Halacha and Shulchan Aruch, and Simon Tafkov Samachzai and Sifalov. Hashari Batainis Yachalutam Kitei Revia. Someone who's fasting is allowed to taste up to a Revias. Ubalvat Shayiflite. So long as he spits it out afterwards. But Uviyoimakipur Mavatishabov Asr. On Yom Kippur and Tishabov, it's Asr to taste. But the Ramah says, Vyesh Machmir and Bechol Tainis Sibur. There are those that are Machmir in every single Tainis Sibur. Not just on Yom Kippur and Tishabov. The Hachi Noyagin. And that's how we are Noyag Halachal Amaisa. And if you look later on in the same simon in Shulchan Aruch, Tafkov Samachsai and Sif Gimel, Mi Shadarka Lurchitz Pipashachar, someone who usually washes his mouth every morning, but Tainis Sibur, like Kosher Lamevadachi. On a tainus, it's not proper to do so. But on an individual tainus, it's okay. And here, even if you have more than a revius, because since you're washing, not drinking or eating, so we're not worried that you're going to swallow it. So the Ramah says, You're allowed to chew on cinnamon or other spices or sweet wood in order to moisten your throat and then spit it out. To Usr. Except in Yom Kippur, then it's still going to be Usr. So the Mogan Avram asks the obvious question. The Ramah in Sif Aleph tells us that tasting on every single tainus is going to be Usr. But then here he says that you're allowed to chew on cinnamon. So why isn't that a problem of tasting? Why is cinnamon okay by every tainus and just a problem on Yom Kippur and Tishabov? But whereas regular tasting is a problem on every single tainus. So the Magan Avram comes out, that it's usr on every single tainus, except for a case of palpalan, of hot pepper, which we'll talk about a little later. And with regard to rechitzas piv, to washing out your mouth, so if you look at the Magan Avram, the Magan Avram has a kasha on the mechaber too. Then why does the mechaber say, it's kosher lemevedachi, it's not so good to do it? Doesn't the Mechaber hold that you're allowed to taste on every single tainus? So what's wrong with washing out your mouth? Why is washing out your mouth any more of a problem than tasting? So the Mogan Avram answers that it must be that the Mechaber is talking about washing your mouth with more than a revius. Because if you're washing your mouth and you only have less than a revius in your mouth, there's no problem. But if you have more than a revius in your mouth, then we're concerned that maybe you're still going to come to swallow it. Kamashal on the Mechaber, that is like kosher lemevedachi. It's better not to. But the Mishnaburi here says, we're going to be matarit. Rakshi is our b'yesha. Look for Freisha, you pivlamata, shloyav. 
But you should make sure to tilt your head down in order that it shouldn't get to your mouth. Even on Tisha B'Av, the Mishabur says that we could be matter this when there's Tzar Gadol. But on Yom Kippur, he brings from the Chayi Adam and the El Yerabah that we're still going to be machmer on Yom Kippur. And if you look back at the Mogan Avram, so the Mogan Avram says that the Nira Lee, that something which is not royal Shasia, like chaymitz, vinegar, would be mutter to wash out your mouth with it. And here too, if you look at the Berhetev, the Berhetev paskins that it's mutter to take a trufa mara, betainus, that you're allowed to take a bitter medication on a tainus. If we look further on in Shulchan Aruch, if we look at Hilchus Yom Kippur, should be We're talking about food that's not royal achila. says, kipper davar lahaflet. You're not allowed to taste something to spit it out. even spices that are not food. And the Ramah quotes what he said earlier. And if we also take a look at the Ramah and Hilchas Yom Kippur, Simon Tafri Yud Gimel, the Ramah says once again in Sif Dalad that va'asur lechutz pivi yemekipurim kameshinus barlel Simon Tafkuf Samachzayin Sif Gimel. So we see the Ramah is consistent throughout Hilchas Yom Kippur too that you're not allowed to wash your mouth and you're not allowed to taste these kinds of wood on Yom Kippur. And we find a similar halacha in Hilchas Tefillah and Simon Tzadi. With regard to someone who's having trouble with too much phlegm by davening, so the Mishra brings down an Asa from Svarim that he should chew on licorice root before davening. And the Mishra says over there, Avil be'erav yemekipurim of erav tishabav aser. One should not do this in erav yemekipur and erav tishabav. Why? She yishar hamasikos befiv, because the sweetness will remain in his mouth. And when one will swallow his saliva the next day, he's swallowing some of that sweetness that he got from the roots, and that's going to be a problem on Yom Kippur and Tishavav. So let's quickly review. With regard to Rechitzas Piv, washing your mouth out with water, using less than a revius, and of course, holding your mouth over or bending your head over so that the water doesn't go down, or with the vinegar, things that are not royal shasia. So on every tiny seabur, it's going to be mutter. We saw in the Mishabur, B'Shashat will be mekel. And even on Tishabav, we could be mekel, we saw in the Mishabur. But on Yom Kippur, everyone holds that that's going to be usher. With regard to Ti'ima, tasting something on a tainus, the Mechaber holds that on every tainus seabur, it's going to be mutter. But on Yom Kippur and Tishabav, then it's going to be usher. And the Ramah holds, like we saw, that on every tainus seabur, it's also going to be usher. And of course, on Yom Kippur and Tishabav, it's going to be usher. But with regard to chewing on cinnamon or something else of the sort, so on every tainus seabur, that the Ramah says it's going to be mutter. And on Tishabav and Yom Kippur, that's going to be usher. And of course, we saw in the Berhetev that a trufa mara, that means medicine, not food, but something that's considered a medicine, and it's mara. It's not something which is roi la So even on Tishma Yom Kippur, that we could say is going to be mutter. So now what about mouthwash? Does mouthwash fall under the category of rechitza, of washing? And we would have to determine whether or not you'd be allowed to wash with mouthwash. Is it te'ima? Is it tasting something? Or is mouthwash more like chewing on cinnamon, which is something to freshen your breath. So let's look at the Shalos HaShuvah Shevet HaLevi and Archaim Chelek Dalad, Simon Nun Dalad. He discusses the case of someone who has an ailment on his tongue, and he was prescribed to wash his mouth out with water mixed with some sort of medication, which he describes as having a bad taste. So the Shevet HaLevi concludes that on Yom Kippur, it's going to be mutter. Now, even though we saw that you're not allowed to wash your mouth on Yom Kippur, even though you may be allowed to do so on other Tainas Tzibur, the Shevet Alevi draws a distinction between something which is not Michael B'nai Adam, something which is not food at all, 
and food. Something which is food, of course, you can't put in your mouth on Yom Kippur because there we could have Xerah that you might come to eat it. But something which is not Meichel B'nai Adam at all, we don't have to be concerned that you would drink it. And I found a similar psak in Shulchan Shleima in Erchei Rafua, or Shleima Zalman says, talking about someone who wanted Ligargar Sami Rafua to gargle medication, that Chayla Asaylo Mekev Garain, a Chayla that has a throat ailment, and he has to gargle on Yom Kippur with water mixed together with bitter medication, he's allowed to do so. As long as you're careful not to swallow it, because we saw something which is not really lachila. Also, you're not allowed to eat it on your kipper. It's pater aval But here, for a chayli, he's makel to do it lecharchila. There's another halacha in the beginning of Hilchas Taruvis in Yerdea Simen Sadiches, where non-kosher gets mixed into kosher, and of course we all know the halacha that it has to be batal b'shishim. But the mechaber says there Medina de Gemara that you bring it to a kfeila, you bring it to a non-Jewish chef, and you have them taste it. And the Taz asks, why do you have to go to a non-Jewish chef? Why can't a Jewish chef taste it? Smashma from here that a Jewish chef can't taste it. And the Taz draws from here the conclusion that a Jew is not allowed to taste something which is usher. Now, the Pischei Tshuva brings down from the Tzemach Tzedek a case of soap that you're allowed to taste soap even though it's made from chelev. It's made from non-kosher animal fats to taste if it was salted enough as part of the process of soap making, because even though ti'ima, tasting, might be usher by itself, but here, since it's pagum, it no longer is something which is ro'il it's something which tastes bad, so you're allowed to do it, since it's only an isidra banan. And if you look there, the prima gadim asks a question in Mishpah Seizav, that there's a stira, because we find that in Hilchus brachus, and in Hilchas Tainus, like the original Gemara we saw in Brachos on Dafyodalad, that you don't need to make a bracha when you taste. You're allowed to put it in your mouth without a bracha. And you're allowed to taste food on a Tainus. The why here, when it comes to Macholas Asurais, is there suddenly a problem of tasting something that's Aser? And the Primagodim says that there's a difference between Macholas Asurais and Hilchas Tainus and Hilchas Brachos. By Hilchas Tainus and Hilchas Brachos, in order to be considered violating a fast day, you need to eat. Eating means hanas me'ayim. It goes into your stomach. It's not just something where you taste it. The same thing when you make a bracha. We make a bracha on hana of food when we eat it, when it goes into our stomach. However, when it's just something which we taste, something which just goes on our tongue, that's not considered food that we have to make a bracha on, or that's not considered violating a fast day. However, when it comes to eating treif, that there's an iser to even taste it with your tongue. And there's a famous shuva from Tzvi Pesach Frank, published in Hart Tzvi Yeridea Simon Sadi Hay, where he discusses whether or not toothpaste needs to be kosher or not. And Tzvi Pesach Frank concludes from the Tzemach Tzedek that we saw, and the Rivash, that something which is not Ra'ila Achila, something which a person is never going to eat, you don't have to worry about them eating it. You cannot make exera that you're going to put it in your mouth and maybe you're going to come swallow it on something that you can't eat, something which is not really la'achila, there's nothing to be worried about about putting it in your mouth, therefore it's mutter by macholis asurais, and then definitely on a tainus. I also saw this brought down in Ha'aris van Hagos Benyana Yeridea from one of the Tamidim of Rechaim Pinchas Scheinberg's regarding gelatin in gum. Because gum is a similar kind of case where when you chew gum, you're not actually swallowing it. The gum itself may not be considered food. So there are many different shitas in this, and I don't want to get into the details of gum in halacha. Maybe we'll save that for a future shir. But regarding this aspect, 
Scheinberg is quoted as saying that gum itself, since it's not something that you eat, it's not food, we're not concerned that you're going to swallow it. And if we're not concerned that you're going to swallow it, then it doesn't fall into the problem of Tima's Dover Asr. It's not an issue of putting it into your mouth, even though it might have something in it that's not kosher. Now, all this is where we're talking about something which is food, but maybe it's pogum. Maybe it's something which is enirayla achila. But what about something that's not food at all? So regarding this shiloh of toothpaste, if you look at Emes Liyakov from Yaakov Kamenetsky on Shulchan Aruch, in Simon Kuf Gimel of Yeridei, brings on a footnote where Yaakov says a svara that regarding toothpaste, even if it has in it glycerin or some other substance that might be problematic kashrus-wise, and even if it's not bottle b'shishim, he says, still, you don't have to worry about it. Why? Because toothpaste is enoi meichol legamri ala evan ba'alma. Toothpaste is not a food at all. It's just a stone. Now, Rabbi Yaakov probably means that toothpaste at that time commonly used calcium carbonate as an abrasive, which is basically chalk, which comes from limestone and marble and other natural rock formations. Nowadays, toothpaste has a much lower content of abrasive. Most toothpaste use sodium silica, which is a form of a plastic, which is artificial. So perhaps we could say that Rabbi Yaakov's take on toothpaste might not be fully applicable nowadays. But regardless, the svara that Rabbi Yaakov says that something which is not food at all is never an issue of putting it in your mouth because we don't have to be worried that you're going to swallow it. Now, what about mouthwash today? So there's a Sefer, Shailz HaShubas Vayashav Yosef, which is written by Rav Alter Yosef Tzvi Sefer, who's a Rav in Kiryas Yael. We are in Simon Kuf Gimel. He discusses this Shailah of whether or not you're allowed to use mouthwash on Yom Kippur. He says that Listerine, since according to the sheet of the Bedek that a kais palpali on Yom Kippur, having a cup of hot peppers, there's no hana at all, the Gemara says. Adaraba, azuke mazke, it harms you. Shasoifin grenik, because it burns your throat. He says, that's what Listerine is. He says, therefore, by Listerine, even though we're not going to be matrit l'charchila because of kavad but he says for a male that has, let's say, damila in his mouth, or someone that has a serious issue where he's not going to be able to function or he's not going to be able to be around other people on Yom Kippur. He has a severe case of halitosis. So that person, he says that he would be matir them to use Listerine on Yom Kippur as long as he spits it out. However, this classification of Listerine, of saying that it's like a kais palpalin, is somewhat questionable. Now remember that this Shiloh, whether or not one is allowed to wash his mouth out on the tightness with mouthwash, is also going to be dependent on whether or not one is required to have mouthwash that's kosher, because it's really, in effect, the same Shiloh. In Shiloh Sotshuva Shulchan Alevi, from Rabbi Yisrael Belsky, Zechon Levracha, in Perachof, he talks about Meipah, mouthwash. And he says that there are many different types of mouthwash that use stuff like glycerin that could become problematic kashrus-wise. He says that even though you don't swallow it, and you just put it inside your mouth. But we saw that the Taz says, in Ilchas Taruvus, that you're not allowed to put something in your mouth. You're not allowed to taste something that actually goes into your mouth. That's also Therefore, you can't be matir mouthwash. That could be a problem of kashras. And he says that don't say, like those who say, that it's not like a meichel at all. Shehem lo'i nechshavim kemeichel v'nifsulu me'achila. Why? Kari em nishal madua e'en mishtam shem me'pelu le'i glycerin o'itam 
If we ask, why don't you use mouthwash that tastes worse? Why don't you use mouthwash without the flavoring? People don't use mouthwash without flavoring. Our mouthwashes are flavored very well in order to make it palatable that people should enjoy it. Now, of course, they could be a little strong. So Raibelsky says that that's not a good svar because since it's something which is flavored to be tasty, he said, says that it's definitely considered like a regular food. Now, of course, that's not so simple. We saw that Bayashav Maisha argues. He says straight out that mouthwash is not a food. Mouthwash is something which is anirayla And it's going to be questionable. If we analyze mouthwash today, so perhaps the Listerine without alcohol might be a little more tolerable. Now there are ones that are less intense. Maybe that would be much less comparable to Kaispapalan. But we'd have to define exactly what mouthwash is in order to be able to determine whether or not you're allowed to use it on Yom Kippur. Because with regard to Ti'ima, it's only going to be a problem if it's food. But if it's not food at all, then as we see, mouthwash would not be a problem. You'd be allowed to use a mouthwash that's not food. But if it is something which would be considered food, then it would go into the same problems of Ti'ima, which as we saw would be problematic on Tisha B'Av and Yom Kippur. But regarding a regular Tainus Sibur, that would still be okay. Now, with regard to Listerine strips, Sir Ibelsky in the same tshuva discusses Listerine strips, and he says that there are those that say that the process of putting the strip on your tongue and letting it dissolve, even though you swallow afterwards, is not considered a maisa achilo. So the maisa achilo is something where you eat it, you taste it. This is nothing. This is, you're putting something on your tongue. It's dissolving. That's a totally different process. It seems like in the tshuva, he wants to say that, therefore, it doesn't need a hechsher. But he does say that with regard to people calling the OU hotline, that the decision was made to tell people that it doesn't have any animal derivatives in the product. And therefore, it seems like it would be okay. He does not discuss where without that issue, would it be mutter? And he doesn't discuss the issue of using it on a tainus. But if we were to apply what we learned until now, and this classification of Listerine strips as not being a Michael. And also, if you look at the way it's advertised, and of course, I don't know if this is true or not, but Listerine strips are a product that's sold to kill germs in your mouth like mouthwash. It's not a sucking candy like some people might think. It's mouthwash. And it's not mouthwash in a way that you actually could spit it out or you could swallow it. It's something that gets dissolved and there's virtually nothing left. Even though there's a film and there's something there, there's a taste, but there's no mamushas there that we could be chayshish that you could eat again. Because remember, you could only be chayshish you could eat something by food. And this is definitely not food. This is some sort of chemical agent that's there to kill bacteria that causes bad breath. Perhaps with this svara, maybe Listerine strips could be okay on Yom Kippur and Tishabov. However, that's something which I would leave to Gedele Paiskim to decide on halacha lemaisa. And of course, please don't rely on this without speaking it over with your Rav. Just one more ha'ara, it would be worthwhile to point out that it's quoted from Ramesha and brought down actually in Maseris Maisha in Chalik Bays, that Ramesha held that Rechitzas peh on Tishbev and Yom Kippur is included in the Issa Rechitza. Like we know, there are five Inuyim on Yom Kippur and Tishbev. One of them is Rechitza, you're not allowed to wash. Ramesha held that washing the inside of your mouth is also included in Rechitza. Now that's a big Chiddush because we saw in the Mishabura brings down from Achreinim that the reason why you're not allowed to wash your mouth on a Tainus is because you might come to drink. If there's an Issa Rechitza on Yom Kippur and Tishbev, then what do we have to come on to the problem that you might drink? It's us or because it's an Issa Rechitza. Now, if you look at the footnote of Maseris Meisha, so Ramur Chaitemler Shlita actually asks that. 
And of course, the Shita of Ramesha is a Chiddush, and I haven't been able to find anyone else who holds like this. Now, even Ramesha himself, if you look at Maseris Ramesha and Chelek Gimel in Hilchas Avelos, Ramesha is quoted as having answered his sister, Rabbi Zanchana Small, when she was sitting Shiva, with regard to an Isser Rechitza for an Oval, that there's no Isser to brush her teeth. So it would seem to possibly be a stira that if there's an Isser Rechitza on Yom Kippur and Tishabov for brushing your teeth or washing your mouth, so then there, why isn't there an Isser for an Oval too? But that we're going to remain with the Tzarachian. Thank you so much for listening, and have a Gmar Chasimah